All right, kids, gather around the fire for this one because I, I realized that when I produced up uh, or I presented to you an old segment from a radio show called uh, Uncle Miguel's Ambient Up Bedtime Stories back, it was, oh, hell, probably 100 episodes ago. You loved it. Got a lot of feedback. Did a bonus episode and it was great. Well, the holidays are here, so it is. I have an obligation, I feel like, to bring you Uncle Miguel's Christmas Ambient Up Bedtime Stories today on the show. <laughs> Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hi, welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I am Steve Kramer. This is a feel-good podcast I do with my mom every single day. We have three principles. We live, we laugh, and we love our mom. We love my mom. We share our lives. We laugh a lot. And my mom's best. My co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. Just read this really quick. Um, Howard Stern just renewed his Sirius XM deal. You know, Howard's on, on um, XM now. Yeah. Um, he earns an estimated $80 million a year. Shut up. $80 million a year. To talk trash? <laughs> his show's changed a little bit now that he's grown up. It's not so, I mean, it's not so much trash talk like it used to, but $80 oh. million a year. That's crazy, you know? From just I think that? From just that, just the radio show alone, I think that's crazy. That's, that is uh, insane. Sorry, I read that, I'm like, that's it's it's just so crazy how some people can make so much and some people can make so little doing the same job. <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm nowhere near making that kind of money, eighty million dollars a year to just do a radio show. That's well, how crazy. How long to has me. he been in this business though? Eighty oh, years? Lord. Yeah, probably. He's probably he's, <laughs> he's got to be close to thirty a, years, thirty forty years. Yeah, he's got to be close. Um, well, my mom is bringing content to the show today, oh. and you know how this goes. You know how it's, it, it's always a hit or miss. So let's uh, let's buckle up as my mom presents her content of the week. Really, you're gonna let me? Uh, well, I think this one actually is pretty decent. It's pretty decent. I think we, yes, we may really? we may the, the joke on the show here is my mom is <laughs> not really great at bringing content. Every time she brings it, she gets like lost in it, or like if it's not like story about her life, then uh, she's just all over the place. <laughs> Nor it, so. am I responsible for content. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and usually you'll see why. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so mom, what what content? Mom's content of the week. Well, you know, I'm always thinking about you and your situationship. Yeah. And the craziness of all that. And this is a blog about. No, that's not that content. What? The other content. <laughs> my mom's got so much content. I'm not even sure which one. Oh, you mean my conversation <laughs> with Margo? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That content. <laughs> I was so excited at the beginning of the show. I was like, oh my God, we've got so much content. This is so <laughs> she gets great. tripped up. She's got so much today. This is so great. So, okay, flip gears. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Take two. Uh huh. Take two. Switch gears. That's one of those things. Uh, anyway. So I was having a, a phone conversation today with my BFF, uh, Margot, and she got in a car and she said, wait a minute, let me start. And she said, oh, my God, I almost said, let me crank the car. <laughs> and she said, why don't we even say that? She said, Richard and I say that all the time. Now, remember, Margot's two years older than I. She's 70. Her husband is 76. Mm-hmm. And she says, and we go, crank the car. We never cranked a car in our life. Why do we say <laughs> right. that? And then she said, the other thing crazy about a car is we say, roll down the window. 
Like, right. who's rolled down a window in the last 20 years? Yeah, like no one rolled, <laughs> you, no one's physically rolled down a window in quite some time. You know, there's one person so listening to the podcast right now, and they're like, I still have to roll down my window. And it, 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 it exists, it exists. But most people, I would say, most people listening to this podcast are not rolling down their window, right? Yeah, yes. Um, that is so, true. Good content, by the way, mom. Very Ooh. nice content. So then we decided to to build on this mom story. <laughs> this is how you do radio content, people. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to talk about things that we say that really don't make sense anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the number one thing on the list is roll up the window. Roll up or roll down the window. <laughs> Nobody's doing that, right? Uh-uh. Um, we, we say hold your horses. Oh. Like, do you know why anyone says hold your horses? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And it comes that. from the days when horses were like the main means of transportation. So saying hold your horses is basically <laughs> a command not to go anywhere, right? right. But now we use today to have like half patience or something, right? Well, we don't um, use horses anymore either. No, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, like a broken record, you know? Like, oh, you sound like a broken record. I would say... <laughs> I would say most people my age probably have never even used a record. Uh, I know vinyl is getting cool again, but we don't, you know, we don't do that. Uh, rewind. Like you're going to rewind. Some. When's the last time you reround anything, you know, like, like, let me go. Like if you're watching, just think if you're watching like Netflix, I'm going to rewind really quick. Like you're not rewinding anything. That's because, you know, the tape would have to be pulled from one spool to the other, right? But you're not really rewinding anymore. You're playing something in reverse. Not like a cassette tape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, something that, that we say, um, even in the radio still is don't touch that dial. Like I guarantee you, nobody is in, oh. is listening to the radio. It has a dial or like on your TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like kids, kids can't comprehend that. Like if you told your kids, don't touch that dial, they're like, what? Uh-huh. That doesn't that, make that, sense. That happened in my day. I mean, all of these How happened about- in my day. How about when you hang up the phone? Oh, yeah. Like, remember back in the day, you literally would hang up the phone. Like, you would hang a phone onto its little base. Right. Uh, That would really be hanging up the phone, right? (laughs) To end the conversation. Uh, Done. Yeah, you you hung the phone up, right? Right. Uh, Running out of steam. I'm running out of steam. Oh. Oh, are you? (laughs) You know, back in the day, steam engines. Yeah. That's really, that's literally what you would use. But no one's, they, they don't, let me see. They even still use steam engines now. They're for uh, yeah. Uh, I don't even know they do or not. I don't think so. Um, how about dial the number? Oh yeah. <laughs> like you literally back on mom's day, you would have to literally turn the oh, dial, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Dial. Uh huh. No one's doing that anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, saying something as a Kodak moment. Oh, I don't think Kodak yeah. is even. I don't think Kodak's even a, a company anymore. Is they're it? Not, they're not. They're not. So that's out of business. But that's a Kodak moment. But uh-huh. like, what's that? Uh, drop a dime. Hmm. Drop a dime. Um, it says before everyone and their five-year-old nephew had a cell phone, people from home would have to use. I don't even. I don't even know how would you use that phrase. Oh, to, that means to call someone. I don't think I've even heard that phrase. To drop a dime. To call someone on a on a pay a payphone. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know that terminology. To right. drop a dime. I don't, I don't know, know that, that one. Uh, on the flip side, I'll catch you on the flip side. Oh yeah. I don't know. What does that even mean, though? <laughs> I'm not real sure. Oh, okay. I'm reading up on it. So, like, yeah. hey, I'll catch you on the flip side. Like, I'll see you later, right? Um, yeah. We say that. However, that's originally started as a way to describe music on the other side of the record. Oh, yeah. There so you go. So, catch on the flip side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A few more. A few more mom's, mom's content today. <laughs> um, 
been through the ringer. Man, oh, I really yeah. been through the ringer, right? Oh yeah. Back before there were washers and dryers, laundry needed to be hung out. The best and way to extract the water was to put it through the ringer. Right. Which and means to squeeze had, the water out of it. We had one of those washing machines, and then you took the clothes out and hung them on the clothesline, and then you brought them in, and my job was to iron the sheets. You iron sheets? Yes. Because, of course, they were cotton, and you hung them out on the line to dry, but then they oh, were right. Man. So Y'all just think so hard back in the day. I don't know how you survived. I'm, I'm never complaining about cooking. I can't imagine having to like iron my sheets. Nor would I, by the way. I had the most unironed sheets in the whole entire neighborhood. I just would not. I'd only have one pair of sheets. So my sheets go from the washer and dryer uh, right into the right back onto the bed because I don't mean. that's all I have is one. And some people get get on to me. Like when I would date some people, they're like, why do you like one set of sheets? I'm like, well, you know, it's that's it. otherwise if it Knowing you as I do, those sheets that you took off the the um, bed would sit there in a laundry basket until it was time to put them back on the bed. Yep, hundred percent. So promise you. Going ahead and getting the job I'm, done. And this you is not going to shock anyone, but I'm so bad at laundry. <laughs> like right now in, the, in my apartment, so like it's I have like a laundry room, right? Which is so weird for California people. They freak out with the idea of a laundry room. Uh-huh. Um, because not many rooms, there are no, no such thing as laundry rooms over in San Diego. Uh-uh. Uh, but it's pretty common. It's pretty common on, on this coast, right? So I have a laundry room, but like above it is a countertop space, right? Which is the worst idea oh, God. for someone like me, because all it does is it goes from the washer to the dryer to the countertop. And then I like every day I walk in there and grab some clothes <laughs> off and bring them back in. I'm the worst. That's like the ottoman that you had in your house in San Diego. Oh yeah. So we, uh, I, I think I told you when I own my house, you can't, my thing is like, you can't, I can't have any kind of space or tick anytime. Like, like there's space. I'm going to use it for like the, the wrong thing. So yeah. So like, for example, like, like a table, like even uh, my dining room table always turns into the mail spot. Yes. Um, and so, yeah. So when we lived in San Diego, um, I turned my master, I'm sorry, I turned this little like, um, I guess it was a sunroom off the back of my master room. Yeah. Yeah. It was a sitting room and it was kind of awkward and hot and it was like all these windows, but it wasn't insulated. So it would get hot. So we, my ex-wife had so many clothes, we decided to turn into this big walk-in master closet. <laughs> and um, so when we did that, um, they, we, it was kind of wide, right? It's kind of wide for a closet. So you got all this, like this awkward, it's like 12 by 15. So it was like kind of awkward space in between. So we we're like, we should put an ottoman right in the middle mm-hmm. of it. So you can like sit down and tie your shoes when you're putting uh-huh. your shoes on and all that. Right. No, it was literally just a clothes pile. It just no. stayed as a clothes pile. The whole Every time. time I came to visit you, that ottoman was at least two to three feet tall. Yeah. I wasn't oh, yeah. sure what was dirty and what was clean. Yeah, I know. No That's why I feel do. so bad about like when I would date and I'd have women come over because I'd always be like, God, if you only knew, if you, if you only knew the truth about my disgusting life, this would not be a thing anymore. You would not be into me. Well, all. with all due respect, those clothes in that ottoman were clean. Yeah, you, oh yeah, they were all clean clothes. You took them but, out of the dryer and you threw them on the ottoman. And then, like you say, you just chose something out of there like you're doing now. I'm genuinely curious with most people. How long does it take your clothes to go from the dryer 
into your closet. I wonder how, like, is the norm to leave them sitting out for a while or do you take them and straight put them up and like, because I, I definitely have friends that are much more like me where like you've got a spot and you take your clean clothes in and you just put them there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's normal because most of my friends are gross too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know like which side, <laughs> like which side it sits on. Right. Uh, so why don't you call or text about that? How like what is your time period from dryer to hanger if they ever make it most of my clothes don't make it to the hanger or a drawer or a drawer yeah like what's the what's the what's the whole time plus i can't i'm more more so sidetracked right now but just go with me here Uh, (laughs) i can't tell you how many times i have to rewash the same load of clothes like over and over and over again i mean because you leave them in the wash i leave them there too long oh like I'll leave them in there for a couple of days because I'm just, you know, I, I put them in there and then I forget and then I'm like, oh shit. And then I know they're going to be stinky. So I wash them again. And then I'm like, oh my God, I forgot. And so I'm just, I'm the worst. It's again, going back to yesterday's topic, I don't know how I've fooled life long enough <laughs> to stay alive. I don't know. You know, when, really- when Jim and I were first married, um, of course, we were both working and busy. And so I did laundry on the weekends. Well, he hated that because Why? he wanted he wanted his laundry done as soon as it was dirty. Now mm. I was like, oh, well, that's not going to happen. And nope. so he said, okay, I'll take over the laundry. I don't know. This was a few years in. Yeah. I'll take over the laundry. I was so happy. I was yeah. so happy because, you know, he would he would wash it, dry it, fold it hang it up done yeah. because he needed it done that way. And I right. thought he is so damn anal about that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because Let him have it. I don't want to do the laundry right. and to this day. Even now that we are retired and I have plenty of time to do laundry. I do my laundry and he does his. So there's no problem about it. If See, I want to wait, I can. If he wants his done every day, he can do it. I don't think I'd have a problem. Like I, 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 I was always the person that like if it got done, I'm not going to complain about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if, if my laundry's clean and hung up, mm-hmm. which I mean I don't remember. I don't remember our laundry situation. Um, when I was married, to be honest, I don't remember how things I'm guessing that means she did it. Um, uh, but I don't really <laughs> remember, like, I don't remember, I don't remember how, like, anyway, well, we're so, we're so far off topic now. She did it. Yeah. Probably. Okay. I don't remember. I don't All remember right. the, 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 the probably hers. Okay. Um, Is there another okay. one after laundry? Two more, two more, um, <laughs> phrases that we use that like, we don't even, don't even make sense anymore. Uh, jump the shark, jump, jump the, the shark. shark. Yeah. Like, that. that's like, that's like a term you use, like when when a television series starts to like, um, like go downhill, you know, oh. like like or do something ridiculous, and they can never like return from it because it was just like a really bad episode. Oh. There was always like a one episode where a TV series starts to go, and that's jumping the shark. It happened on, um, it was Happy Days, yeah, Happy Days when the Fonz literally jumped the shark, like yep. he was on skis and he oh. jumped the shark, <laughs> uh, and then a close but no cigar. Oh yeah, we've heard that phrase. You're close, but no cigar. I never knew what that means. That let me give you the history. Thanks, mom, for your content. Um, (laughs) Carnival games are basically impossible to win today, but they were impossible in uh, uh, 
But oh wait, are basically let me read that again. Carnival games are basically impossible to win today, and they were basically impossible in the late 19th century when this phrase came to be. Back then, um, instead of winning a cheap teddy bear, uh, cigars were the prize. So when someone's playing a game and almost won but didn't, because of course they couldn't, Mm -hmm. the carnival attendant would taunt them, close but no cigar. That's interesting. I don't even know that. I had no idea. that was the. uh, that. I knew that expression, but I didn't know when it came. Yeah. Now you know. You learned something today here on Certified Mom's Boy. Thanks to what? Thanks to Mom's content of the week. (laughs) Content. Go, girl. I actually want to talk about we didn't we didn't say if we could talk about this or not. Uh, so if you don't want to, just tell me. But you you kind of coined a phrase a minute ago, um, which is hyper vigilant momming. Oh yeah. And maybe we can talk about this because I I don't know how many other moms might feel this way. I have I have a friend that um, that is is definitely definitely a hyper vigilant mom like you for the exact same reason. So tell, yeah. tell everybody what you uh, tell everybody <laughs> like we're like doing a talk show. Tell everybody here what you, uh, what, what did you, what did you discover today? Well, I was just thinking today, you know, Maggie is having a really rough time right now. That's my sister. Uh-huh. Your sister who is having to recreate her wedding day. Right. As so many of us are, I mean, everybody's having to adapt to COVID year. Right. So it's been so challenging. And so on Sunday, she was so distraught on our family call that she disconnected. And and I was so upset. And so I went down to her house, went up to her, no, down to her house. Um, and we we had some good time together at her place. And I talked her into coming out to the lake so that she could just have some time to rest and recuperate and let me take care of her, right? Mm -hmm. Let us take care of her. Right. And to help her and support her face-to-face rather than on the phone or text into doing what we needed to do for this wedding. Right. And so now it's now... Tuesday, Wednesday, when you're listening to this, and she has been here since Sunday, and things are so much calmer and so much better because I have been able to support her in the way that I would like to. Mm-hmm. Which, so, where did this term where did this term come from? Like, what what do you when you say you're a hyper vigilant mom? So I started what does that mean about it? You know, like when you were going through your divorce. And you were so depressed, and there was nothing that would have kept me from coming to San Diego to be with you. Right. In that, in well, that, maybe maybe a global pandemic. Well, maybe a pandemic. <laughs> little, little did That's you know. Like, thank God. True. Like, I can't oh, imagine. Like, my. if I was going through all that shit when this whole thing was going on, that would have been uh, a real mess. Yeah. That would have been horrible. Yeah. And then it's the same situation with this. I mean, yes, there's a pandemic, but she's one person. She needs some rest. She needs to recuperate. She needs support. She just needed to be with her mom. Right. And I started thinking about that. Why am I such a hyper vigilant mom? Um, I don't think I've ever had to rescue Brian. Um, but the reason is because I didn't have a mom. 
after right. I was 17. And so when you all are in distress, I want to do everything I can to support you. Hopefully yeah. not in, in an unhealthy way, but just to support you and love you through it because there were so many times, there are still so many times in my life that I wish I had a mom. Right. I just yep. wish I had my mom. Not so much now that I'm older, but boy, when I was younger, I mean, I started thinking about my wedding. My wedding gown was made by my dad's wife after my <laughs> mom died. And by the time I got married, they were already divorced. Yeah. And we're talking about within a year. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I was just, I'm just reflecting on that and my wedding and all the times that I've wished I had a mom. And I have so had. So you think, some, you think that you over mom, if you will, because you always wish that you had, you had a mom to be there in these times for you. I think so. That's interesting. I, I think interesting. so. So I have God a, bless uh, you all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a friend that, um, that, um, is a mom and she has two kids and <laughs> she, her and her mom have a pretty, pretty rocky relationship <laughs> and it feels like everything she does when it comes to momming, she wants to do like the best job ever because yeah. she feels like my mom never would have done this for me. Yes. So I want to make sure that I don't have – my kids don't have to feel what I felt. Yes. You know, like when I was – when I was like growing up or yes. felt like I, I wasn't there for them or, or whatever, right? Right. Um, and I know so, that's true. Whenever you've been through anything traumatic as a child, you you kind of overcompensate to your own children. I saw that at Rainbow Village all the time where the women that had become homeless overcompensated their children because they were homeless and because they didn't have what they felt they needed to give them, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think we, I think a, a lot of us overcompensate right. um, for voids in our own life. I think that's just a psychological issue. Um, right. So, mm. yeah. I think it's, I think it's interesting. It, 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 and I wonder if you feel the same way. Like if you have a either non relationship with your, I would say if you have a, a non or tarnished relationship with your mom, this is us just kind of making this up. I'm, we're no psychologists by any means, mm -mm. but better help is, and that commercial is coming up. I should mm. wrap it into this. Let's go. Um, no, I, um, I'm curious if you feel like you, you hyper vigilant mother, <laughs> more so than maybe you see your other friends do. You know, I wonder if that's like a reoccurring theme that we see with people that, that have kids now that mm -hmm. feel like their mother was either physically wasn't there or they thought they weren't there or they right. had a removed, you know, relationship with their mom, you know? Yes. So it'd be or interesting. Dad. Or dad. Yeah. I mean, a same parent. thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. For sure. Uh, 888-Kramer8, if you want to hop in on that conversation, you're like, I think I, think I am a hypervigilant mom because of that. All right, Mom, let's get to our quote for today. Oh, no. Are you ready already? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yep. Here we are. It's about uh, 23 minutes after the, uh, the, the intro of the show. About you the see? same time we do it every day. 
<laughs> I, get so, I get so lost in the content because we do about two, two pieces of content and then the we do the so quote. good then we do commercials <laughs> then we do our segment and then we do good news and then we do uh, i mean it's pretty pretty consistent on this show <laughs> okay never never gonna sneak up on you <laughs> okay so the quote today is from jeff moore and jeff says you would have no peer pressure if you cared less about the opinions of others. Yeah. Hey. It's crazy how much we do to like impress other people, right? No joke. I think if you really think about how much of your life is based around the um, approval of others, yes. you'd be pretty surprised, you know? Yes. Um, I, I started noticing this when I was looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I always knew it, but I was just trying to figure out like, I, I, I didn't realize, and this, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but go with me here. I didn't realize, I mean, I, lo- I love San Diego. I love yes. it. Like I, I love that city so much. I love it. It's, it will always be like my home. Like if I, if I feel like what city have I ever like fallen in love with and like felt mm-hmm. the most comfortable in, mm-hmm. it's been San Diego, California for sure. Mm-hmm. But there, be- there became a sense of pride about living there almost like, and I didn't realize this until, until it was time for me to start looking for jobs. And I was thinking about, and this is sounds so freaking weird, but just go with me here. I I was thinking about like, what would people think Mm -hmm. if saying, Oh my God, like you left San Diego to go to blank. (laughs) You left San Diego to go to Boston. You -hmm. left San Diego to go to Baltimore. You left San Diego to go to, um, I mean, most places I would say a lot of, and I was thinking about what a pride I held in living there. Now, let me tell you the number one thing I swear to God, people say to me when it's like, you left San Diego to come to Baltimore. Like so many people have said that phrase to us since we got here, but I realized like what a, a level of, uh, like what are, what are people going to think about me leaving San Diego to go to X city? I mean, that was really in my thought process of finding jobs. It was, I mean, it it wasn't like by no means the number one, but I found myself kept like asking myself that question of like, well, what are people going to think? Like I left like the greatest city on the face of the earth Mm -hmm. to go to, you know, Milwaukee or somewhere, you know, like what are, what are people going to, it's crazy. Like how many times I'll even catch myself saying like, what would people think if they only knew blank, you know, or, or if they, or what are people going to think? I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's really with, with Miss California. I mean, I've, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like getting more and more, um, what's the word? Um, more and more reserved about talking about her now uh-huh. because I'm like, well, what are people going to think that I'm still haven't made my mind up yet on what I want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, right. like, like, what is that going to make us look like? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, or or what happens if this even the opposite way of like what if this doesn't work out? Yeah. You know, what are people gonna say if, if like this doesn't work out? Like, are they gonna be if this guy just can't keep a relationship together? Uh are they gonna I mean it's just I, I spend a lot of time in the what are people gonna think if and I've done a lot better because again, like I told you when I when I um when I went vegan, I mean, my big thing, what would people gonna have, like, especially with dating? I'm like, no, no woman's going to want to date a vegan. Like, there's no way that's going to completely bomb my dating life. It's over. Plus right? you don't drink. And then, then that, well, that was the next one. Right. So when I stopped <laughs> drinking, I think I actually stopped drinking first. The drinking yeah. one was actually a bigger one for me than the vegan one was. Yeah. Was like, what are people going to think when they, 
um, when they find out I don't drink. Like I've yeah. always for like a year, I had a really hard time digesting that mm-hmm. because I, I realized that the main reason I don't I never really loved drinking. Like I loved it when I was a kid, you know, my, my oh, kid yeah. <laughs> when I was four. Um, <laughs> no, I loved it when I like I loved it when 20. I was in college. Yeah, I was yeah. like just like stupid. But like but, like since then. And yeah. I'm probably past the age of like 26, I haven't really like like enjoyed drinking that much. Right. Um, but I did it because I wanted to make other people comfortable with it. Yeah. Like, like no me by no means could I ever go like hang out and That's everybody be the drinking. Worst peer pressure is drinking. Is drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's all well, it makes it a whole lot easier. Like for now, now it doesn't even bother me. It's like right. I don't drink. Like if but I don't want to get older and wiser. If I know it's a drunken situation, I'm yeah. just like I'm not going to go because I just, there's going to be nothing there for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's crazy. Like it's crazy. And I don't know if anyone else is like this too, but I spend a lot of space in the, what are people going to think? Yeah. What would people think if they only, if, if, if this happens or what yeah. are people, and, and now that's my biggest concern in my situationship. Now I've yeah. spent a lot of time in the space of like, what would people think? I mean, at age 68, mom, do you still, do you still feel that way? Is that, is that no. something that happens? You don't give a shit. No, absolutely no. Especially now that I'm retired and I'm not in the, you know, in my professional realm, I think, but even, you know, even when I was in my, in, in my job, um, you know, you have to care what people think professionally, particularly if you're in a fundraising capacity. Right. You have to think about that all the time. And honestly, one of the most refreshing things about retiring for me was that I didn't have to do that anymore. Right. I didn't have to worry about what they would say or think about me or Rainbow Village anymore. And a, a great dear friend of mine, a pastor friend that retired said the most, the most joyous thing about uh, retirement for me is not having to be nice to people I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Which That's I true. Was so great, you know. Yeah. It's so right. true. So mm-hmm. when you're in your working years, I mean, there is peer pressure. Right. You you, you do have to do things, um, you know, for your job. But right. now, oh no, <laughs> don't care anymore, do you? Oh, nope. No. Well, now, doesn't. Yeah. now it's just yeah. me, you know, I just want you, I want you just to like, just take some time, maybe this, well, halfway through the week, but just, just, just catch yourself with how much you spend with like, what would people think of this? Mm-hmm. What do people think of this? And I wonder how many times you'll catch yourself. And I, I don't know if I, I mean, let's, let's, let's call it what it is. I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty down to earth person, but I definitely still have an ego side. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if because of what I do. And like, since I am so my, my whole life is like, seen at all times. I don't know if like that's more sensitive to me, mm-hmm. you know, or do most people also have to always say the peer pressure question of like, what would people think? You know, right. like, I don't know. I don't right. know. And that's why this podcast is so refreshing, isn't it? Because, because on this podcast, you can authentically be who you are. I mean, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I I feel the most comfortable on this podcast for sure. Yeah. Than anything else that I do. I feel I mean, I feel more comfortable on this podcast than I do talking to people face to face. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but I I mean, I still I still am very paranoid about what people think about my situation ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I have yeah. to I just 
it's as much as I love this group and I still feel uncomfortable talking about it now that I've kind of put it out there. I'm like, oh, I wish I could take it back. I wish I could take it back. <laughs> um, anyway, so that is, there's your quote for today. We're going to get to a moment in Kramer history in just a couple of minutes. Shout out to Baron Bloom. We love Baron Bloom. Love Baron Bloom Baron is Bloom. a luxury skin and hairline. And um, hairline sounds weird. That sounds like it's your actual hairline. Uh, hair care line. It's probably hair care line is what I should say, right? It is not because of Baron Bloom. Yeah, it's a great company out of uh, of North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. South. Mm-hmm. It's South? It's in Pauline, South Carolina, Ireland, I think. You're so good at this. Um, we 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 love these guys. They, they have such a cool story about how um, they're an interracial couple and they wanted something. They have two kids too. It's a Med and Savannah and they're two babies. And they wanted something that like, the whole family can use. And they couldn't find it. So like, we're going to create it. Uh, and they wanted to do it naturally. And so now they have this amazing skin and hairline. It's getting, I forget, it was in some magazine not too long ago. They're getting a lot of press for it. Um, th- let's talk about Witch's Brew today. Witch's Brew is the clarifying facial toner. And it's a general toner that will not st- uh, strip your skin. Um, and it's got all natural ingredients in it. It's that's just what I love about it. And you use it you all the time, don't you, Mom? The Witch's Brew? I do. And when you put that on your face, your face feels so clean. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's beautiful. So what we're asking is that when you're out of your hair or hairline, no, hair care care <laughs> line, not your hairline. God, I hope my hairline stays around a little bit longer. Hair products. Yeah, hair products or your skin products. <laughs> right. Go support, go support Bear and Bloom because we really do. We think their products are great. We think they're great for you and we think that you're really going to enjoy them. And it's just a way to support a small company that's, you know, this is their passion. This is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, go to bearandbloomnaturals.com. Bear, B-A-R-E and Bloom, naturals.com. Coupon code because, you know, we always ask for a coupon code. Kramer, K-R-A-M-E-R. Puffer Buffer is a big seller for us. Uh, we know that a lot because that's the one I, I probably use the most. Well, I use the um i use the um anti-aging one a lot too i use the um bouillon every day too yeah but there's a lot of great products from hair products to uh to skin products to baby products barrenbloomnaturals.com barrenbloomnaturals.com so go check that out also i want to also now that you know you don't need to to just spread (laughs) bouillon on your face like lotion yes you know you use six five or six drops and you massage your face with it it's so beautiful and the warmth of your skin just oh it's just i'm sorry i just had to say that (laughs) she does one content that goes well and she thinks she's gonna (laughs) she's got a few more things she wants to say okay anything else before we move on oh no you can move on now all right, thank you, uh, Bubs. Let's talk about Bubs today. We're bringing back uh, Bubs back on. Uh, we love Bubs as well. Bubs is a great company out of San Diego, and they're a uh, collagen. You've heard the word collagen, right? An MCT oil powder love company. It. I feel like I haven't given given enough love though for their newest product. And I don't know if you know this exists or not. Collagen is great for your body overall. Uh, it helps your digestive tract. It supports glowing skin, hair, and nail growth. It boosts your joint health. And helping you stay uh, strong and bendy, as they describe it, and it can it may improve your recovery time after workouts, so you can do it again faster. That's really like the, the biggest benefits. Um, uh, we we hear a lot about how people love their nails better mm-hmm. and their hair grows mm-hmm. thicker and stronger because of because of collagen. That's me and the joints. They have a new product though that I want to make sure you know about. It's called the Fountain of Youth. 
it's the fountain now. Like, come on, like who's not like I'm into this, right? <laughs> um, so what basically what that is, it's the combination of the of the Bubs Naturals collagen powder. It also has a mega dose of a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. So that actually helps the collagen work better. And of course, this time of year helps boost your immunity. So it's a win-win. Listen, if you have aches and pains, I recommend this. I recommended this before Bubs even came on. Collagen is great for like those weird aches and pains you can't get rid of. Uh, right. We've heard a lot of great things. Arthritis it's good for. Um, it's just, I, I was having those weird elbow pains that really helped with it. So it's great for recovery. Uh, go to bubsnaturals.com, bubsnaturals.com, B-U-B-S naturals.com. I'm going to give you a coupon code. Guess what? It's Kramer. That's shocking, I know. But go, like, if any of this has sounded like I need, like, I, I, this sounds like something I need to use. Get 20% off your purchase by using the code Kramer at bubsnaturals.com. All right, Mom, that's uh, that's all we got time for for no, you Shana, today, unless you have any other content you'd like. I mean, we, we didn't even get to all your content today, which is. I know, uh, I know. What about certified yeah. fans? Oh, yeah, certified fans. Sorry. Yeah, um, my fave. Tied to all of our certified fans. We love you so much. Thank you so much for being a part of this show and making the show. And if you're not a certified fan, just take, you know, 10 seconds to have some appreciation for certified fans. Ready? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> uh, they, they are the ones that keep this show going every yes. single day. And we and- love you all so much. Yep. And so when, uh, when you join, you get an official whoop whoop, you get a uh, $5 off in the merch store instantly because your membership only costs $5. Uh, and you also get, um, you get new, mer- um, you get merch before anybody else. You get bonus episodes, you get all kind of stuff like the Miss California extended episode. Invited to our Facebook page. Yeah. And the Facebook group, our which is great too. Fam fan page that's the it's, it's best if you listen to the show it's a nice little extension i think of, uh, of the yeah, show uh, whenever we whenever we don't have a new one we go back and we say thank you to another one and today we're going with baby jane baby jane out in san diego i love baby jane she's my friend on uh, instagram but she was a year jane. member back in july so baby jane thank you so much for your your uh, upfront one year donations oh, very nice love that whoop yep. whoop Yay. And if you want to become a certified fan, you just text the word fans, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8, and we'd love to make you a part of this show. Uh, you're really like the backbone of the show, so we really appreciate yeah. you. All right, Mom. No. Nope, going to move on to it. No. What? What about Hot 50 right. Podcast? Oh, okay. You want to put we it here have, instead? That's fine. We have two more days. Well, Are go you, ahead you then. Gonna say that later? No, go ahead. No, please. Oh. It's all you. Well... We, Kramer and I, Certified Mama's Boy Podcast, we are being featured in the January edition of Podcast Magazine, and we are so excited, and we had such a great interview with their editor, Yep, and it would be sinful if we (laughs) were not in at least the number two spot. Yeah. So please go to Podcast Magazine Hot 50 or a link to the link in the show notes and vote for us at least for two more days. Yep. December December the 10th is the cutoff for the January issue. And if you have more than one email address, use it. Yeah, please. Just takes a second. And for number two, you could vote for Kramer and Jess Uncensored. Number three, you could vote for The Upside with Callie and Jeff. 
or you could vote for Jess's podcast, which I can't remember the name. Low key. Low key. Yep. Which Jess has a brand new episode up, by the way, too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, really, it's really helpful. So if you just text the word vote, and again, it's, we just, we want to make sure the podcast looks good for the magazine. Because we care what people think. We We care what people think about us. The peer pressure is on. (laughs) <laughs> so just text the word vote V O T E to eight, eight, eight Kramer eight. And we have got yeah two more days. If you can just commit to two more days of doing this, man, we'd be so thankful. Yeah. All right, mom. That's it for today. Okay. That is definitely it. Okay. Okay. Love you, Love you forever. A moment in Kramer history. Ho, ho, ho. Holiday edition. Yeah. Next day, this week and next week, we'll be looking at the holidays and the crazy stuff that we used to do back during the holidays. Um, moment in Kramer history is when we look back over my radio career and we kind of laugh at things we used to be able to get away with. We actually used to get a lot of angry calls about this, being like, this is not safe. And it probably wasn't the best recommendation of uh, or um, depiction of things for humans to do. But it was funny. So, you know, it is what it is. And the premise behind this was that Miguel, my old co-host, he would, um, uh, he would take Ambien. And I don't know if Ambien's a sleep pill, but there's a thing weird thing with Ambien where like if you don't if you take it you don't go like right to sleep if you don't like like lay your head down on your pillow you start to get a little loopy well Miguel like ended up telling these like crazy stories and so we turned it into Uncle Miguel's Ambien of bedtime stories right Miguel's probably gonna lose 10 years off his life because of this but uh, it was uh, humorous but now the holidays are here it's time to look back on a holiday edition of Uncle Miguel's Ambien of bedtime stories now I've decided as an adult I want to turn over a new leaf yeah. I really want to get into the Christmas spirit problem is is that Miguel has sleeping problems. And recently, about three months ago now, mm-hmm. he got on uh, Ambien. Mm-hmm. And the problem with Ambien, which we didn't even explain what Ambien was. We kind of went on the assumption everybody knew it, and people were like, what's Ambien? So I want to make sure you realize Ambien is, is a sleeping aid mm-hmm. okay, um, that is sold by prescription only. Mm-hmm. And it's got some weird side effects at times. It, it says this on the bottle. It's like, be careful. It can make you go kind of crazy. doesn't say that oh. per se. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Pfizer didn't put that on the drug label. <laughs> per quote, though. Per quote. Um, so this is what Miguel's issue is: is that he he really after he really wants to get out, but the only time he's got a chance to really be a part of the Christmas spirit is later at night mm-hmm. after he's already taken his Ambien. Mm-hmm. And I, we got a call from intern Mandy last night. It was like, look, I think Miguel just broke into my house. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think Miguel just broke into my house. Oh my! And is telling my six year old daughter a Christmas story I've I've never heard. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this. What, what are the odds, Hall? Slim to none. What are the odds that we actually had a tape recorder there oh my. running the whole time? Oh, dear. One in a million. And a video camera. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. I think uh, we, should, we should check in with Ambien Dub, Uncle Miguel, with yet another original Christmas classic. Shall we? Let's go there now. All right, so how are you doing today? Good. <laughs> have you got what you, or I guess you haven't gotten Christmas presents. Are those your, some of your Christmas presents right there? And my brother. Oh, but don't you wish they were all yours, though? <laughs> <laughs> so what's one of your favorite uh, Christmas stories that your mom's read to you or told you before? <laughs> the one that it has the birds in it. <laughs> oh, it had birds. What type of birds? I don't know. Uh, Nora's what are you looking for here? Uh, well, th- 
this story is going to be a little different than the birds. <laughs> it's actually about a place where I come from. <laughs> it's from a place called Atlanta. <laughs> have you been to Atlanta before? Uh, yes, you have. Why is it always Atlanta these stories go to? Because it's that's what he knows. <laughs> exactly, that's my place of birth. Like, do you realize it? Because take us to this moment. Do you, do you realize what you're saying at all? No. Okay. I'm just talking. Okay. Because Miguel, really, when he takes Andy... You hear his voice, though? He's like... Yeah, I know. I know. It, like, it, like, it, like, shuts off. It, like, shuts his whole brain off. Okay, let's... Um... It's a wonderful place. That's where I grew up. And there was a story of a little boy named Kwanzie. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a Kwanzie before? <laughs> no. A Kwanzie, he's a mythical creature that was created eons and eons and eons ago. But he resides in the city where I grew up called Atlanta. Now, this creature sort of works hand in hand with Santa Claus every Christmas day. It's really cool because Santa has the elves that are up there working on the toys. But have you ever wondered exactly how um, Santa knows if you've been good or bad? Have you ever wondered that before? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a good time to start thinking about how does Santa know? So when it's, you know, Easter and you're maybe upset because you didn't get chocolate. What? And you always wonder, I, I just want some chocolate. <laughs> well, this Kwanzie is actually the one watching you to see how you were being throughout the year, and he reports back to Santa Claus. So the story of how he actually started working with Santa Claus happens in Atlanta when he was a bad little boy. I don't even know what's happening right now. None of it makes know, sense. What is going on here? How I, honestly, does it happen eons and eons and eons ago, <laughs> but it's still the, like in present day Atlanta? Why are y'all asking me questions? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't even know. Okay. This sounds like a different person. It does. He was horrible. He was despicable. But his mom thought, how can I get Kwanzie to be a better child? I don't know. I'm confused. Well, then you know what she did? She wrote to Santa Claus. She wrote a letter. Actually, I think she sent a tweet out. You know what a tweet is? You know what a Twitter is? It's all social networking, computers. It's really complicated and crazy. But sorry for the purposes. She sent a letter on a pigeon to Santa Claus. Sort of like an Harry Potter. And she sent the letter up there to Santa Claus. And then Santa Claus responded and said, You know what? Give him a little test. And if he fails, or if he passes the test, then I'll let him come work for me. What? So the test was that he had to get, or his mom was supposed to buy him presents, okay? So she bought him five presents. And so then all of his friends came over that didn't get presents for Christmas, okay? So the test was, would he give up one of his presents to his friends? Was he going to be a good boy and share? Do you think Kwanzie shared? Yes. Oh, you have good faith in humanity. <laughs> no, he didn't share. He didn't. He kept all the toys for himself. Oh, and his God. mother was very disappointed. But on the up note, he was going to go work for Santa Claus. So Santa Claus came down actually on New Year's. Because, you know, after that, Christmas, Santa's delivered all the presents, everything's Yo, done with. So he came down to Atlanta on his sleigh. He had to fight traffic on 285. <laughs> and he came down and he sat Kwanzie down just like this. And he said, Kwanzie, 
Are you ready for your life to entirely change? And what do you think Kwanzi said? Yes. That's correct. And you know what? They got back on the sleigh, they fought traffic, and they went all the way back up to the North Pole to where he is to work with Santa. And so now, throughout the year, when you're being bad, you'll see little Kwanzi poke his head out beside the couch. And you know what he does? Oh my god. He sends a letter back to Santa when you're being bad. Does that sound crazy? No. Did you know Kwanzi existed? No. Well, now you do. Well, thank you so much for listening to my story. Are you sleeping? So welcome. What's one thing you want for Christmas? Um, baby, a lie. I have no clue what that is, but it sounds exciting. Well, I will send the request in the Santa and hope you get it, okay? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Did you fall asleep? Didn't you fall asleep right there? I think so. You guys slept on their couch last night. (laughs) I think I passed out at that point. What in the hell did you just say? I don't know. What did you just... I don't understand. Do you think I understand? That's a different mindset I'm in when I take Miami Yeah, a a sleep one. Exactly. Of course, Holly had to be there to drive Miguel home. I did. She got a little post-interview here with... uh, I wanted to make sure... um, Mandy's daughter's name is Bella. I wanted to make sure, you know, she was okay after that. (laughs) So I thought we would, you know... Go over the Christmas story. So I, we did a little interview, Q&A. Okay, Bella. So Miguel told you his story, right? Yes. So have you ever heard a story like that before? No. Did you have any idea what he was talking about? No. <laughs> Do you remember any um, any exciting parts of the story? No. It's okay. Have you heard probably a couple better Christmas stories than that one? Yes. Yeah. Well, do you think he did a good job at least telling the story? Yes. Yes. Um, Would you ever retell that story to anybody else ever? No. (laughs) I didn't think so. I, I've listened to that clip like three times now. I don't. I still don't think I quite understand exactly what was happening. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think Miguel obviously knew what was happening. And shout out to Mandy, that was our our producer, her daughter. I bet she's like, what? I think, and I think that was real. I really do think that we had. We probably had Holly drive Miguel over there, like at the nighttime after he'd taken his Ambien. I don't think we faked that one. They did not sound like it was a man that was faking it at that point. So. Okay, we'll get back here in a minute with with some good news and talk about a cake that you will never forget. Oh my God, you got to see this picture here in just a few seconds. Uh, shout out to our friends over at BetterHelp. I'm so excited to get back into BetterHelp. I don't know if I told you, but I'm having to get a new therapist on there because uh, the time with Dr. Jag wasn't working out for me. That's the cool thing with BetterHelp. It's like it's so easy to get another therapist or to get a different time. I, I recommend that you stay with the same therapist as long as you're like working through an issue. But now I'm kind of moving to somebody else. I need a different time slot. So I'm working with a new woman over here. I'll tell you about as I as I go through. I love therapy. I love it. I'm excited to get back in and keep working over here with BetterHelp. Whatever it is you're going through is it sleep problems anxiety depression 2020 just got the best of you man like there's a lot of stuff that's happened this year that i mean some of it we're just becoming you know normal it's becoming our normal like wearing a mask how crazy that seemed at first and now it just seems like normal life 
Like, are you compressing all this? Or are you working through it? BetterHelp's great for that reason. I'm, I'm really getting back in because I want to kind of figure out my romantic life and like my hesitations of committing and what to do with um, my situationship. So I'm excited to, to share more about that as we go. Anyway, if you uh, go to BetterHelp.com slash Kramer, you're going to get 10% off your first month over at BetterHelp. You're going to get connected with some of the best therapists in the country. And you're going to do it from the comfort of your own home. Actually, there's so many people trying BetterHelp. They're recruiting additional counselors and therapists in all 50 states. So take control of your mental health today by joining the over 1 million people. They're doing the exact same thing. BetterHelp.com slash Kramer to get 10% off your first month. this time and then uh, we'll do it made me laugh and then we are done for today uh, this cake that I was talking about this is crazy so there's a woman over in the UK that made this massive cake to thank the healthcare workers on the front lines during the pandemic her name is Rosie Dummer which I hope that is a married name and she did not have to grow up with that name you know, dumber. Oh my God. Unless it's Doomer, maybe Doomer. I'm going to hope it's Doomer. Uh, she was asked to prepare a dessert for the show, The Amazing Cakes and Bakes, and decided to create a tribute to hospital workers with her chocolate cake that she calls a hug for Christmas. This cake is literally six feet tall. It is a chocolate cake and it is a life size Santa hugging a nurse and each of its 17 layers is soaked in orange syrup and has a chocolate frosting on it. Uh, do I'm going to say Doomer. Doomer. Uh, spent 16 hours a day for two weeks creating it and sculpting it for this impressive confection. And uh, if, and when it was finished, she had donated it over to the Royal Bolton Hospital where 1,200 staff members... <laughs> That's how big this cake was. 1,200 staff members were treated uh, to a slice of cake. Uh, she said this is literally the most difficult cake she's ever had to do. And when, if you go to the show notes and click on the link, you'll see how crazy this cake is. It's like, what? She said, this year has been such a strange and difficult year for everyone, but I want to help in the only way I know how. And that's with some time and a little bit of icing. I just want to say thank you. And it's it's a really cool cake. So please go in the show notes and go check that out. Uh, another really cool story. We'll, we'll stay with the holiday theme. There's a secret Santa that gave the gift of sight to a special ed worker. Let me give you the backstory here. It's secret Santa over in Idaho who is giving away more than a, a half of a million dollars this holiday season with his help from the elves at the East Idaho News. The anonymous man who finds deserving people to surprise them with gifts and then uh, the news station delivers. And one of the lucky recipients is Kaylee who works at the Tiebreaker Elementary School with students who have emotional disabilities. Well, last year, Kaylee started having vision problems and found out that she has cataracts and needs surgery. Unfortunately, she doesn't have the money to pay for it. So her cataracts have been spreading, um, have been spreading and her sight is getting worse and worse. But the secret Santa is making sure that she gets the operation she needs by taking care of all the cost, 100% of it. Kaylee was so surprised at school when the news showed up with this generous gift and it moved her to tears. She received $5,000 to cover the surgery and an additional $5,000 just for Kaylee. It was a super emotional moment and she expressed her uh, her gratitude for this secret Santa, whoever it is. She, no, 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 no. I don't know who it is. That's a cool story. I thought for, uh, that made me laugh so over the next couple of days we just do some holiday ones, right? Holiday season is here. We're going to theme it around the holidays. And uh, this comedian's name is J. Chris Newberg. And he's basically asked the audience, listen, I'll make up a song about whatever. And he did. Let's play the show about you guys. Let's play a game. It's called Clean, Smart, Dirty, or Controversial. You guys decide what kind of joke you want to hear, and I will tell it on the spot. Ma'am, what is your name? Sarah. Sarah with or without an H? With an H. 
Of course. What would it be without the H? It'd still be fucking Sarah. Sarah, clean, smart, dirty, controversial, go. Controversial. If Jesus came back, the Jews would not believe him, but they would manage him. Come on. And I gotta think that if he did come back, and like the first thing he would say, like when he came out of like resurrection, would be like, try that, Chris Angel, dick. All right. Have a great day. I love you. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Brand new episode. Please don't forget to vote for Podcast Magazine. It's as easy as just texting the word vote, V-O-T-E, to my phone number, 888-Kramer8. Thank you so much for supporting the show. I love you. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Okay. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever. 